Hey there, and welcome to day 276 of Don't Forget Your Worth, the podcast of the matching YouTube channel that's titled Just the Same. I'm Andrea. I have tried recording this piece tonight like three or four times, and I just find myself in tears, and I just give up. I'm just like, you guys, if I get teary, I get teary. <laughs> I had the most amazing worship and the most amazing Bible study. I think you guys even know I was planning on going to Pagosa Springs afterwards today, and I finally just went, nope, you know what? You need to just be with the Lord. You need to just splash around in his goodness and praise him and thank him and worship him and just be with him, not be like, you know, because I part of going to Pagosa was even work-related. It's like, just hold, <laughs> hold the fort, <laughs> cool your jets, you know. Okay, so you guys, when I got to Bible study, I wasn't at study last Sunday, right? Because I was in Denver with Georgia. I had been waiting to hear about this thing that he was going to teach called the One Minute Witness. And I've asked him a couple times about it. He just went on a mission and came back and they practiced this. And I'm like, are you going to teach it to us? Yes. Well, he taught it last weekend and I'm like dying. So as people were trickling into Bible study, he even said, and it goes, he goes, I know, Andrea, that you were exactly who I thought of when I was teaching this and you weren't here. And he knew I was going to be in Denver and... And um, he just full-on asked the class, he's like, hey, if nobody minds, would it be all right? I was going to do the second half today. Would it be all right if we just brushed up on that first part of the lesson? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much. And so they were, <clears throat> excuse me, teaching this concept with this worksheet. And we'd, you know, write the answers to these questions and kind of trying to figure out our story. But I was, of course, just getting so frustrated because I just went, you guys, that's not my story. This isn't my testimony, like how I came to Christ. I'm like, you guys know me. You guys know me. I'm like, I, I came to Christ because I bought a TV set when I was nine years old at a garage sale and <laughs> Billy Graham introduced me to Christ. And that's not my story. You guys, like I said, you know, and I start listing just a few of the things that I've been been through and delivered from and, you know, just absolutely been protected from and the whole, you know, and they're all like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I got so frustrated. I was like, you guys, I'm just teary. I want to get this so right for the Lord. I'd love to use this tool to be able to introduce more people to Christ, to welcome them in. Um, to the kingdom, complete strangers, you know, and so I was trying really hard to get it right, and yet, you guys, that has always been the frustration of my Christian journey, is that Christian expression of, um, tell us your story, would you be all right if you shared your story with us, would you mind sharing your story with us, when I'd go and speak some places, that's the first thing they'd ask me, um, because I'd say, what would you like me to speak a message on? And they'd say, oh, just go ahead and tell us your story. And I just would sit there and freeze. I'm like, you guys, you don't understand. <laughs> like, I do a podcast and I'm sharing 365 stories from my life, you know, that point to the Lord, that point to miracle, that point to relationship with Christ, that point to us finding our identity, you know. And so I was just darn near in tears. And I'll tell you what, because... I sat there and I just went, you know what? I know the Christianese thing to say in response to all of these questions that you're asking of like, oh yeah, I now feel ridiculously loved by God. I now feel um, 
I now feel, oh, ridiculously good enough on a daily basis. I now feel, I'm like, I know all the Christianese things to say, but I said, mm-mm. I said, listen up. My story is still going and my journey just is not finished. And then it made me feel like the enemy came out of left field and throwed me, threw me a long pass of a football labeled imposter syndrome. <laughs> I was like, I fumbled the ball, you guys. Like, why am I teaching you guys to find your identity in Christ when I'm still kind of sitting here in a crumbly mess, you know? And it was so cute because the gal that was sitting on my left of me, I've never seen her. I don't know her name. She just dropped a truth bomb, like, boom, just slapped it in out of left field, just dropped in my lap. She said, because he hasn't redeemed everything yet. And I was like, okay. (laughs) It doesn't mean that, like, I stop sharing my story. It doesn't mean that I, um, you know, that, that I present something that's all wrapped up in a perfect bow. It just isn't. In fact, I'm going to see if I can even find it. Um, one of my closest friends sent me a text message And it really hit home with kind of, because she knows me so well. I mean, it isn't like words from someone that hasn't, you know, been through highs and lows. And I mean, everything you can think of on the planet, right? And I'll see if I can find this. Um, But um, it was like that. It was like her telling me, you keep doing this even though, even though he hasn't redeemed the full story. You know, because like I'm sitting here sharing hard stuff from my past, you guys. It's not easy stuff at all. And yet they are miraculous stories of what he's journeyed and brought us through. And then I'm going to write some more stories of what he's done. And the neatest thing is that right in the very now, he's doing some big miracles. And so, I mean, I'm just... I'm in awe. Like, I can hardly keep up with all of the goodness. That's why today I was like, girl, you need to just just slow and sit and splash around in his glory because he's doing so many great things. It doesn't all have to be buttoned up in a bow. My story doesn't have to have that whole beautiful ending where people are like, oh, I can see. Of course, I want that. You know what I mean? And I just was, I just was sitting there so frustrated. They're like, girl, you've got a story. (laughs) Just keep sharing it. So this anyway was from my friend because I was telling her that um, people were enjoying the commentary part almost more than like my stories that I'm telling. And I'm like, I'm trying to not get offended by that. But anyway, Here's what she said, and it's startling. She said they like the commentary because it helps them to know you as a person. If they believe in the person, they'll believe your word when you tell them your stories. The way you try to inject each post with a little of your personal stuff, well, all I can say is, I love it. I love thinking about my memories when we were young, and it's even cooler that you do too. I love hearing updates on your house saga because your attitude is always so positive. I love hearing about the kids. It makes me feel like I know them. Basically, if my vote counts, I say do the loose commentary. 
It always wraps up your daily message. <laughs> Look at that. With a big full circle bow. <laughs> There's a heart. And hmm, excuse me, growth. You, my brave friend, made a decision to go to Colorado like you've always wanted to. You went with Griffin and made a life for yourself there. You opened your dream showroom and it sounds as though they are incredibly, you are incredibly valued there. It's all growth. You don't need a person to grow. Who cares when you are delivering your messages? Your audience will be just as impacted by your message without a dude in your life. <laughs> and I believe that guy is looking for you too. When the time is perfect, you will meet him as God wills it. I'm proud of you, Andrea, and I love you. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, yeah, it just makes me teary. Like, I cannot figure out in my life what I've done to deserve the wonderful, wonderful people and love and support in my life that have filled in so many spaces and places where I was just left rejected and dried up and lonely. It's amazing to me. Like, it's just amazing. I'm super, super duper thankful for my people. But anyway, in reading that, that is what that gal was saying. She's like, you don't have to have it all buttoned up with a bow. Your story is still going, girl. And he is still redeeming. And he's still doing a thing. And just let him. So I just, I thank you guys for just letting me show up. Not completely perfect. <laughs> Obviously not. Just just being the teary little mess that I am to say, please see the heart that I have to go wildly after you to know Christ. I mean, please see how seriously I take that. Um, because in that, you'll find the truth behind it is that he's actually pursuing you. That's what he's doing. Um, he's using me to pursue you. This is what he knew since the beginning and the end. I hand her these stories, like even with what he did with this house. <laughs> it was so funny to have to say to these people that are in this transaction that aren't even like believers or faith filled or, you know, the whole thing to be able to explain to them, hey, you know what? No, this is more my normal. Like you guys are like, what is going on? This should have just been an easy transaction. I'm like, oh no, nothing's ever easy. And a lot of that, it is because the Lord knows that these crazy little stories that he puts me through, they're, I'm going through them in front of you whom he loves. And so that's why he does these things. And I'm not bothered by it. It's an honor to be used in that way. But it could be super duper confusing if somebody, you know, were watching on the other side and didn't really understand or get what was happening here. Let me see if I'm even still recording. What am I at? I think I'm recording. Where am I? Oh, st my stars. Okay, you guys, I'm at 11 minutes and I haven't even started reading for you. <laughs> but I heard you all like the loose commentary. <laughs> anyway, let's find a piece, you guys. This one is called Lifesaver. And so it begins. I'm just a cheery little mess. Okay. Hallmark called the spring holiday of sorts May Day, which called for dresses, gloves, hats, and flowers. My fifth grade class made May Day cones out of paper and ribbon to hang flowers on our neighbor's door handles 
and mayday baskets out of recycled green plastic produce bins to put flowers in for our own families at the upcoming performance. We spent two months of our PE classes out on the playground learning the maypole dance, intricately weaving these colored cloth swags to music from the top of the pole to the flowers at the base. We were told that our newspaper reporter and a photographer would be there on the chance that we would stand up a little taller or actually smile when we were playing tired of weaving and so-and-so not catching on to the routine at all. Again? Really? <laughs> Just when I thought that it couldn't get any worse, we were assigned partners for the dance. A boy. Boy partners. And mine? Well, meh. I acted disgusted to have to hold Adam's hand. I felt I simply, quote, had to act all disgusted to keep my cool with my cool friends. <laughs> he had the bully. He was the bully of choice, teased by my entire class from kindergarten up. <laughs> he kept a pile of his, quote, boogers in his desk. He pounded a staple through my thumb in the first grade, and yet I was told that I had to hold his hand and like it. <laughs> A boy who had a crush on me called me at our house and asked if I would be his maypole partner instead. He thought that if we told the teacher that we both wanted to be each other's partners that he might switch us. It was sure worth a shot. It worked. Or so I had thought. This teacher was surprised at me. He told me that the reason that he paired me with Adam was that I was the only girl he could think of that would actually be kind to him. Even though the teacher granted our wish to switch partners, his disappointment in me lingered on deep. Christ kept following me around. Adam sat right behind me in pre-algebra class at middle school. I always treated him kind by answering his questions and small talk when most might not have answered him at all. I thought that somehow my kindness corrected my thoughts that my heart carried around in my head. One day in class, he offered me a lifesaver, and I said, no thanks. He asked again the next day, nope. The next, nope. No, 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 nope, nope. He finally, he kept asking, so finally I could tell it was important to him. And I said yes to the dang breathman already. <laughs> he gave me the entire package of lifesavers rather than just one. No, really, keep it. I thanked him and turned back around to face the front of the class. I spent my summers in high school at my grandparents near a bazillion miles away to receive around-the-clock tennis training we could not have afforded otherwise. Long distance phone calls were expensive and conversations were few and kept short with my mama. But she called because she wanted to be sure that I had heard the news first from her. Adam died yesterday, honey, and I wanted to make sure that you heard it from me because I knew that the news would make you cry. It's okay to allow yourself to just be sad for a while she said. I was. She sent me a letter to further explain what had happened, 
and I read the words over and over again in her all-too-familiar handwriting. It sure looked an awfully lot like a loving God had scooped up this bullied boy and took him to be with him who loved him, where he would have no more pain from people who teased him or rejected him, like me. This wouldn't be the last time that Jesus would follow me around in this area. Later, I saw the same sin that I had committed as a child justified in a leader that I really looked up to in the church body, putting down one particular volunteer at every turn. You could tell that she just hoped that this member would eventually go away. And just like my fifth grade teacher, it was my turn to be disappointed. But here's the difference. My teacher said something to me. I said nothing. Jesus asked me to pray for her heart to soften. Those prayers were tough at first, remote and sterile the next. And finally, they fell from a softened, genuine heart. We have to pardon others our same sins, lest we be judged just the same. The tougher but necessary assignment is always forgiving yourself. Adam, the boy who gave me the whole roll of lifesavers that day, was Jesus with skin on. He handed me a lifesaver that ended up saving my life by saving me from myself. His death gave me life because it caused me to ponder just how I had treated him while he was alive. His death made me ponder the whole idea that there will be an accounting of how we treat one another. Everything said and unsaid, seen and unseen. His death made me ponder what it means to believe that any of us are somehow better than another person. His death made me ponder what it really meant to be a Christ follower and also a friend. In this, his life had such purpose in mine. His days numbered since the beginning and the end. God's perfect will and purposes fulfilled, even in our death. Jesus is our lifesaver, saving us from ourselves. He too felt rejected, alone, bullied, and teased to no end. He knew that we were going to need him so very bad in an everyday way. And he felt honored to hand his life over for us, just to be with us. Jesus' death gave you life. Live. Live in a way that is pleasing to him, guarding your thoughts and considering each word spoken. Live like you might just see him tomorrow. <laughs> and make him so proud to your very last day. Forgive. I love you. <laughs> it says in italics, it says, I know that I will see, quote, Adam in heaven, and if he happens to offer me a lifesaver and offers me his friendship, I'm certainly going to say yes. <laughs> mm, sweet little piece sweet little piece. Now, what you guys wouldn't even know, 
this that was in here that I didn't know was exactly the message and so much of the similar scripture that Nick preached after our worship today. I mean, I'm just like mind blown at how the Lord just keeps doing this. Like, this is exactly what Nick was saying is that when he went over on his missions trip, he would meet leaders that would, that would like, I'm holding my hands up and equal. He would meet leaders that would bring them down to equals. Like, he's like, no, I'm not to learn from you and you're not to learn from me. We're equals and we are to learn from one another. Um, none of us is the better than the other, you know. And Nick just was so humbled by that presence in their culture because in America, we're all about hierarchy and we're all about kind of the keeping of where we are in status and position and we do it even with our friends. I mean, this is like what the whole message was about and I'm just reading these words, which, you know, I feel like I just pull the story off of a list and I read it at random and it's like, you guys, this is not random at all. And so with your hearing these words, if you remember it all, just a couple days ago at Friday, I was asking you guys to please do what you could to just start sharing your story. And it would have been wonderful or beautiful if it was this weekend. And man, do I applaud you if you did. But if you didn't, would you please find somewhere, some space in this week and just make sure that you're sharing just one of your stories. Like I say, I don't believe that you have a story. (laughs) I'm still chewing on that. I'm trying to make sense of that. Just make sure that you're sharing some little tidbit about what you've journeyed through with somebody else that might um, really be helped by that story or that experience. That they might be spared some of the same pain or um, that they would you know, find love and relationship through that story that you tell them. Because ultimately, that love and relationship, we know where it's founded. And so I'm just going to continue to ask it because what I'm doing, you guys look at this, I'm sitting in tears again. This is super hard. This is not easy. Um, As I say, even sharing with this group today, my my stories that I've been through, you all know, they're crunchy. And yet I still sit here and go, I don't know that we even have started, like, I don't know that I've shared even some of the best of them. And I'm getting there. I mean, I even I'm starting to have, you know, harder conversations, even with Georgia and Denver, I said, Georgia, you don't even know the half of how good your story and your journey is. And it's just beginning. But there's pieces that are missing that, you know, I've waited until they're more mature to process and understand them. Um, but they won't do anyone a favor keeping them hidden and buried because they are so extraordinary that they point to an extraordinary love being Christ himself. So, you know, I just, whoa, longest podcast ever. Sorry, I'm hanging out at 23 minutes. You guys, please do that for me. And just as a little, <laughs> do it for the Lord. Like just as a little kick to say, that we're really getting this, that we're starting to walk this thing out. Please just share just a teeny little piece of your story. (laughs) And I thank you, and I thank you in advance. And of course, I will be chatting at you tomorrow. I get a little root canal. 
just for kicks, I decided to get a little root canal tomorrow. So I will probably be chatting later tomorrow night, hopefully like drug free, right? <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Take care.